0: all the way from Ann Arbor, Michigan, Belinda Ellsworth. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Well, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited about our interview today.
0: Belinda, you're the present founder owner of Step Into Success. You also have your own podcast, Work From Your Happy Place. By the way, your website, stepintosuccess.com. And Belinda, when someone goes to stepintosuccess.com, what are they going to learn that you are a master of?
1: Well, it's interesting because with the podcast, we sort of have transitioned. But for the last 25 years, I've owned step into success. And I have been a motivational speaker, trainer, Mm -hmm. consultant for predominantly the direct sales industry or people with a sales force. So -hmm. that has been my primary level of service. That's what they'll find. Uh, Since I started the podcast, my focus is also... Uh, diverted into working with um, entrepreneurs and people just kind of starting to get into the selling space that aren't specifically with another company. So they're more on their own, doing their own things. So we have started to service that industry as well, which has been
0: pretty exciting. Yeah. So tell me what, what if someone hasn't really been paying attention to what's been going on in the direct selling space, This is obviously an area that you've been watching for quite some time. Can you give us just a quick little history lesson and where we are today? And and in particular, what trends have you seen in the past five to 10 years?
1: Okay. So, um, the direct sales industry is really divided into two pieces. And so, that's where people get a little bit confused. Mm. It is um, network marketing, which is a lot of your health and wellness companies, a lot of Really, subscription type based businesses that have a health and wellness program and such. So that's been a big, huge part of that industry. And then there has been the direct selling space, like Pampered Chef and and Tupperware and people that sell through uh, presentations. And you know, Avon was a big part of that. Even Kirby Vacuum Cleaners is a part of that. Which and Cutco Knives, which a lot of people don't fully realize because they do their model a little bit different. But um, what has changed dramatically is it is and it used to be so successful in the home. And I think it's funny because I think it probably will come back a little bit because people are starving for um, communication and getting together mm. with people. But it sort of has started to shift online. The direct and then this last year, it just blew up online because people were forced. So people that kind of were like, no, we don't need to do that. Or we don't know that that's really going to work. Suddenly they had to. And they saw that not only did it work, but it, it quadrupled some of their businesses.
0: We saw yeah. the- why, why is that? Why Why do you like that? I mean, obviously, you know, we have a few constraints that you don't even have the option in most cases. Uh, but, but how can someone really um, speed up? or amplify the strength of their business, the speed of their revenue and sales?
1: Well, I do think it's with a broader audience. I mean, at the end of the day, it's who you get in front of. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's how many people you choose to get in front of. And through social media platforms, you are able to reach a lot of people. Uh, For a person that's hosting an event, let's say, just to do a fun uh, get-together, when you did that in your home, you might have 10 to 15 people there. When you do it online, you could have 20, 50, 100 people there. And there is, And it's not necessarily done, a small portion of that is done in real time. So people post product videos, they post testimonials, they post uh, ideas, and then people can watch that at their leisure and, and from all over the country. So that has made the biggest difference. And I think that people saw that it wasn't as hard as they thought it was uh, and that they could learn different skill sets. A lot of people had to up their game as far as their technology and That has been a big change in this last year. You know, even myself, I I used to do a lot of things like this in my husband's studio, and then I would just do lives at different part in the house. But then I was doing lives every day, sometimes three, four. I'm on Zoom from eight thirty in the morning till sometimes ten o'clock at night. And so I said, you know what? I need you to not. I need my office to be soundproofed. I need a good mic in here. I need a good camera in here. I need a green screen in here. I mean, we really just transformed this office because my husband's a recording engineer, which is awesome. So I could do my podcast. I could do a lot of work in his studio and I would get good quality sound, but he's working from home now. And so he's not in the studios. He's not at the university of Michigan. He's home. And so like, I just can't go in and use his studio anytime I feel like it during the day. So I'm like, you've got to equip my office. So that's something that we've had to change here, but that's what other entrepreneurs And people in the direct selling space, too, if they're going to continually be doing product videos or showing products, um, they can't be in a dark, they can't have a light, you know, a lamp that they've got that's completely blocking their face out. I mean, this is the stuff we see. And then teaching Zoom etiquette. I had to do a whole class on Zoom etiquette because of (laughs) the crazy things that Mm -hmm. we have observed in the last six months of people not realizing that they're on camera. So we made it fun, kind of uh, real entertaining sort of training out of it. But honest to goodness, it's like, come on guys, you gotta be thinking a little bit
0: more, uh, about what you're doing. Yeah. Belinda, when you work, obviously you're in the direct selling space, by the way, if you want to know who the author of direct selling for dummies is, you're listening to her right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's a
1: real honor. Um, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's really funny because I was just teaching about vision boards and when I started my company and how I felt when I started that company in 1995 and I, I was offered a full-time job. So I quit my job to go full-time as a speaker, not having knowing anything of what I was going to do. And I had a company that offered me a job in those like the three days after I resigned, somebody had gotten wind of it and said, well, we want to offer you a full-time training position and we'll pay you three times the salary. And, uh, I was like, that was hard to pass up. I mean, but I said, no. And she really kind of got, got in my face and said, um, you don't even have anything right now. You haven't even began. You don't even know if it's going to work. And I said, well, I, I have a belief in myself and my talent and my abilities, and I'm going to make it work. And if it doesn't, you know what, um, I'll find another training job, just like you're offering me and there'll be more. And, uh, that, Didn't kind of go well with her, but uh, it made me really get committed. And I wrote down on my paper, um, one day I'm going to be as famous as Zig Ziglar. That's what I wrote. So it was really funny because then I just went out to try to get myself known, especially in that space. And I certainly have done that. But when Wiley Publishing reached out to me, they said, we feel it's time for another book in regards to the direct selling industry because it's blowing up. You know we're seeing that industry as a huge growth market, and we haven't had a book written on the industry in 20 years. The last one was by Zig Ziglar, and I just thought that was so funny um, that they said that because here this is all these years later, and um, and I I broke got was able to do that. They vetted me for like four months. People don't realize they really are picky about their people that do their dummies. um, Uh
0: huh. Oh yeah.
1: And uh, so we got that. They said, we've identified you as one of the leading uh, experts in this industry. So it was exciting. It was an honor. Um, We, the book went number one the first week in four countries on all five categories in Amazon. It was really super exciting.
0: Yeah. Um so Belinda today um obviously you work with individuals within the direct selling space but you also work at kind of at a corporate level as well. Can you kind of explain your work on both sides of that and and what I'm really curious about is the commonality between the two.
1: Okay. So the sellers need to learn how to sell. They need training. They need to learn how to do presentation skills, organization skills, time management, goal setting, vision building, um, and then learning leadership skills to lead others to do sort of that same thing. So that's what I really provide for them. Corporate will sometimes also, sometimes I work for those people all by themselves or now with me doing my own platform, you know. We do free trainings every single Tuesday night, and then we sell courses, obviously, and, and people get those, and we offer them tools to help their business. So that's A. Corporate will hire me also to be a speaker or to um, do events. That's what I, I did live, um, and then that really got curtailed in this last year. And so we've had to do more of that virtually. But the, I also do consulting. So they'll, they'll get flat lines, like a company either might have been in business for 40 years and they really need a rebranding. They need a boost. They need to kind of get a facelift and I'll help them do that. I have helped startups. It's not my favorite. I really like going into a company that is about four to 10 million and then taking them to 30 million. I've been able to do that numerous times in a short window of time, like two years. So it's been super exciting and they've seen some really great results. And I've actually received some re- awards um in that space which has been kind of nice recognition for the work that I've done with several direct
0: sales companies. So how does someone go a company like that how does a company go from 2 million to 10 million? What what are the basic building blocks that you want to implement?
1: Um it is definitely they need more people. So more, you know, it's just like with anything. Anything you want to sell, the more people that see it, the more people that are going to buy it. And I think sometimes People just want to put up a website and they want to say, oh, here I am for business. Yeah. Make a couple of posts on Facebook and then is isn't going to cut it. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you gotta,
0: uh, I Where used to, is I, everybody? How come I this know?
1: is <laughs> I used to have a big sign on my wall, like back when I was like 19, that, and I kept that on my wall forever. See the people. And so every time I found myself just sitting here or waiting, wait to see what's going to happen. I would look at that and say, okay, I need to get in the driver's seat. I need to find more people. I need to get exposure. Um, And back then there wasn't social media. So it was back in 95, 96, 97. And so we just did little events. And then that, that person would then share it with somebody else. Always ask for referrals. You know, having a referral program, I even go to I even did some consulting for like restaurants and uh, computer stores and and, and brick and mortar stores and said, first thing is, do you have a referral program? Uh, If you're not honoring your customers, they're the ones that are feet on the ground. They're the ones that are going to tell other people, you're awesome. And so I think we do a really good job of that here. We did that in the early days um, and people got the word out. And so how does a company go from that? They've got to have more people seeing their products. So that can be through social media. Uh, but it needs to be through engagement, it needs to be, you know, really them and in going live today is going to get you a much greater audience than just making posts. And it's getting your sales force to duplicate themselves. And then it's teaching them skill sets that are duplicable, that they can then go and teach others. And this is the piece, it, that people, a lot of companies just like, oh, our people know what they're doing or they don't need training or, you know, we offer a couple of things and they really don't. People, there's two ways to train. There's the philosophy sort of training and motivational speakers are a lot like this. It's like the hero story. You know, I used to be really heavy and then I lost all this weight. I used to be afraid to go out of my house and now I can, I can, you know, do go five miles, walk five miles, whatever the story is. It's that hero story. I used to be, but now I'm this. And um, that's philosophy. You know, there's it's a lot of here's an idea and people go round and around in a circle. And I hear a lot of speakers like this. And at the end of the day, it's like, well, what's my action step? And so you, you've got to know the why you need to do something, the philosophy behind it. But then you have to teach people how to do something with that. In 90 percent of training guides that I look at, there is no how to. And believe it or not, and it's hard, I know, for people to sort of fathom, but I look at it and it's like, well, what? what's my next steps? What do I do? And that's why oftentimes people will leave a course or leave a, a seminar and they almost feel more defleeted than mm-hmm. when they went because they're like, you're telling me I can do it. You're telling me I'm awesome. You're telling me I can grow my business. You're telling me that other people are making, you know, thousands of dollars, but um. how how do I do that? And so then they feel like if they can't figure it out, I must be a failure. I must not be smart enough. I must not be good enough to do this. And the reality of it is, is what's missing is here's step one, here's step two, here's step three. Um, And what I have learned over the years is, uh, you know, we used to always have 10 steps to everything. Here's your top 10 steps to make this happen. And then we went to five and now I just, train, never do more than three steps. And I teach other people don't ever teach more than three steps because people can't retain as much information as they used to be able to. They're, yeah. they're too scattered. They're all over the place. And so if you try to teach a 10 step program, uh, people have, they they've tuned out after yeah, steps. Please, so please, just not going to do it.
0: Yeah, you know, in in my uh, conspiracy mind too, and I have a lot of evidence for this, I've seen many gurus intentionally teach something that I know, I know it doesn't work. I I absolutely know that. So you could say, uh, well, maybe the guru just doesn't know what they're talking about. Maybe they're truly ignorant. Um, Here's where my conspiracy mind goes, oh, they know exactly what they're doing. By teaching oh. processes that don't work, so that oh, oh you got to keep on coming back. You know, this world keeps on giving you objections, objections. You just need more and more of my guru training.
1: Am you I too what? far off?
0: I'm not. A, I'm not in tinfoil hat land.
1: Am I? Oh gosh, no. In fact, I just did. I just talked about this at a training a couple of nights ago. When I first started, and I still am this way now. I give. I give even more you like, if somebody walks away, even from a free training that I'm doing, you're going to walk away with three steps. You know, you're going to walk away with an answer on how to do something. And then when I did even my paid presentations, they would sometimes go 90 minutes. I would say to a company, I need two hours if you really want me to train your field. And other speakers are like, What are you doing to us? Like, you need to just do a 45-minute keynote. You're giving people too much information. They're never going to come back and buy your products. And I outsold everyone from back of the room because the more I give and the more that people see, she's got some great ideas here. I need more of these ideas. People, if you don't give them any ideas and they're flatlined, they're not going to keep coming back to you. That's clearly a purposeful intent is don't give them too much so they'll come back for more and my theory has always been give them more and they'll come back for more they'll see results they'll be so excited that they'll say oh my gosh you were amazing what what's your next course that you have and not only yeah, will yeah. they do that but they'll shout it from the rooftops
0: based on results based on yes, results based yeah absolutely on results. Belinda, one thing that I know that a lot of people concern themselves with if they're in direct sales is, and you've talked about this, is how do you get to talk? I agree. It's, you know, amateurs convince, leaders sort, or I I like to say leaders allow other people to sort themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's just like, you got to trust relationships and trust where someone's, if it's not a fit, it's not a fit. So it's not your job to, you know, beat people into submission. You're going to buy my product. (laughs) Because not everybody, you know, they just, they haven't been indoctrinated like you might be. And I say that in a nice way. Mm -hmm. They just haven't had that level of understanding of the product or service. And maybe it just really isn't a good fit for them. So then that begs the question, how do, uh, how does someone get unlimited numbers of people to talk with?
1: Uh, in today's world, it, it really is just showing up and being consistent. If we're talking about like on Facebook or you know um, LinkedIn or even on Instagram, it's starting to create. We started doing these when the whole pandemic happened, we were like, okay, we need a new audience. I've got this audience that I've had forever on our mailing list, and but I need this new audience that I probably haven't even reached. There's like some 300 new companies. So I was like, we're just going to do a free training every Tuesday night. People are struggling right now. It'll be a give back. And we started doing that at 9 p.m. every Tuesday. And I have only missed one since July 15th. And I was so sick. Um, and I started out like 300 people on there. And we have over 2,000 people that show up every Tuesday night now. Uh, you know, my Facebook followers have grown by 5,000 people since um, July. That's incredible. Um, and so it's being it's being consistent. It's showing up. It's going live. It's offering good content um, and getting a good content calendar. You know, if you don't know what you're talking about, um, plan it out. Just get a blank, you know, page off of the Internet and just say, here's where I'm going live. Here's what I'm going to talk about. Here's the products. And then learn, learn some skills if you need to You know, you can Google anything now, which is awesome, but then there are other people that you can, you know, get skills from. And, and, but be very careful because, like you said, there's a lot of people out there that their course is pretty, pretty flat.
0: Yeah. Um, And And I would imagine you would are, you know, it sounds like what you were saying is, you know, consistency. I I, listen, I've interviewed now about 600 people uh, for this podcast. And that's the one thing that I've heard among people who had really had to grind it out at the beginning. They were just, they had a bulldog tenacity and they were consistent. They showed up, they did the thing when nobody showed up and they kept on doing it. And eventually it started to grow and it's really like, it's really flat for a while. And then it starts to pick up. And then eventually you look at someone who's got a following of you know tens of thousands of people and you say, wow, overnight success, lucky for them. No, 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 they- they showed up and did the work day after day after day. Think of Andy Dufresne from Shawshank Redemption, right? When he wants to get funding for the library. <laughs> he got, exactly. Bro, it only took six years. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. That's so true. I, I, I teach these four pillars of success and I teach them to all, everybody, people in direct sales, out of direct sales. It's kind of what I've identified as the key and it is focus, commitment, consistency, and organization. And so- Everything that I build, my programs that I build, the planner that we created—it is all built on. Does it do that? Does it help you stay focused? Does it help you be committed? Does it help you be consistent? And does it help you be organized? And um, organization—some people like when I do this presentation live, I'll I'll do those three and I'll give examples of each, and then I'll get to organization. And everybody in the audience goes, "Oh!" Like nobody wants to take the time to be organized. And I tell them. Your lack of organization is your biggest time sucker of anything else you will do. Yeah. And um, and it is. Um, if you want to make calls, you need to have your lead list ready. If you want to, anything you want to do, the more prepared you are, the easier it is for you to do and the more you will execute. And that's just a truth of it because otherwise you'll talk yourself out of it. Like, well, I'm not ready today. I'll get to it tomorrow. Tomorrow becomes the next day and so right. on. And the next thing you know, you haven't gone live in two and a half weeks and nobody cares anymore.
0: Yeah, it's likely never going to be the perfect time. I I completely agree with you. Um, So Belinda, your podcast is Work From Your Happy Place, your website, stepintosuccess.com. When folks go there, what do you want them to look for?
1: You know what? Um, They can go to the shop and there's stores, there programs. If there's a company listening and they want some consulting, it can say, um, Work with us. I think the other tab is grow with us. If you're looking for skill sets to actually learn, so there's the corporate side, and then there's the um, sort of sales rep side of that, and anybody that is a sales rep. Right now, one of the big things that we are really working with, and and across the board with direct sellers and entrepreneurs, is we created a planner that is pretty amazing for people that do any type of sales. And this year, it's probably the best we've had. This is our fourth year in a row. And so if they click on 2021 planner, they'll get to see some pretty awesome uh, items within that. And I think that's a great place to, for anybody to start with us. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the planner itself is organized in a way that helps you be accountable, to stay focused, to be committed. Um, I have over 16 video trainings implemented in the planner to help people stay on track, to keep them going at the beginning of every month um, with a great message, inspirational message, as well as um you know tips. So, I think that that is a good place to kind of get to know us. Um, if they're not in direct sales, if they are, then they should just check out um, that that's a good place to start too because that leads yeah. to everything else to be
0: quite. You have a lot of really great content, a lot of great very accessible uh community and services and and training. So, this is fantastic. Again, the website stepintosuccess.com. Belinda Ellsworth from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Great. And we do have a free group that people can join. It's called Success Hyphen Express with Belinda. And that's on Facebook. And uh, we're doing some really cool things in there right now on uh, gratitude, gratitude journals and uh, getting a great mindset for the new year so that you can actually apply the skill sets.
0: Belinda Ellsworth, thank you.
1: Thank you, Josh